Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us spill you up. Hi, Dee. Hi. Hi. We're here again at Still. We're still still, still here at Grit Live at the Enterprise Center with Ryan. Far too much coffee at this point. Yes, we've had several cups. Still, the the topics are flowing, and we are <laughs> keep recording. Yeah, because we're excited about what we're talking about, and we're I think even more excited to share what we're talking about. Yeah, the topic we're about to embark on is something that is really up for me, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, based on just being a human being, I'm pretty sure it's going to be really up for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I was calling it as a it was came as a revelation. I was like, oh my gosh, I am using guilt as a strategy. Mm. Hmm. Yikes. Guilt as a strategy. Guilt as a strategy. Once upon a time, a long time ago in a faraway land, I actually used to use guilt as a strategy with other people. You know, like, oh, come on, you know, you have to do this because I did this for you. Or you're going to need to do that because I've, whatever the the reasoning was, mm-hmm. you know, I would use guilt as a strategy in relationship to get what I wanted. Right. And it was a very manipulative kind of a way of getting yeah, what I wanted. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. And I, I, you know, that was, that was then. I still see that, not necessarily in myself because I'm really cognizant of right. it, but I, I do see that in people's relationships at work sure. and at home. I, I see scorekeeping. I see, wow, yes. yeah. I mean, you know, I think that it is a strategy that mm-hmm. many, many employ. What I realize, though, is that guilt as a strategy is also something that we employ internally. Yeah. In our relationship in with, our, ourselves. with ourselves. Yeah. In our self-talk. And yes. it gets us to do things that mm. maybe at one point could have, maybe, might have been helpful. But when I look and reflect on my own life, I see that guilt as a strategy is no longer useful. Mm, good for you. And what guilt as a strategy kind of looks like in my life is obligation. You know, doing things that I don't want to do, exhausting myself in places that I don't really care to put my energy, whether that's relationships or tasks or responsibilities that I take on. I was just fascinated with this mm-hmm. idea that guilt is a strategy. And then I thought, well, what's it a strategy for? And I think what it was a strategy for was to help maintain an image that I had for myself about myself, or it was also a strategy that I used to keep myself good so that you or another person would see me as good. Yes. And, yes. and I, I remember the beginning of the year, I'm up to some big stuff in, in my work world and in my personal world. And I thought to myself, okay... As I enter 2018, what is going to be important for me to start doing, right? And I had a list of that. And what's going to be important for me to stop doing? And I was very aware that I needed to stop feeling badly. Mm. Stop feeling badly about saying no. Stop feeling badly about saying yes. Stop feeling badly. You know, I was just, there was so many places that I was feeling badly. Here we are, fast forward to half the year is over. Right. And I noticed that there are still places that I'm feeling guilty and I'm using guilt as a strategy to keep me in the good graces of another or to maintain my reputation as a good friend or whatever. And the final question that I asked myself, though, is 
for the sake of what? Like, why would I use guilt as a strategy? What'd you find? Well, I, I found that guilt as a strategy actually helps keep me not who I am. Wow. It really helps. It helps foster the idea that, you know, uh, that maybe I don't deserve that or maybe I'm not worthy of this. And so if I have that underlying belief that there's a, a part of me that feels not enough or not worthy or not deserving, then feeling guilty helps. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Helps really perpetuate that story. Yeah. Ooh, let's just take a breath there. Right. That is huge and I'm sure relatable. Um, it reminds me of something I learned in an advanced coach training class I took a couple years ago where we, it's so important that we peel back the layers and really look to see how I see myself. Mm-hmm. The, the images that I hold about myself that have just like grown up with me, you know, I maybe didn't choose the, like, for example, I'm a helpful person, right? You know, I mean, that may be a true statement, but if that's a way that I see myself, if I believe, you know, if that's a belief that I carry into the world that I'm a helpful person, then I will do all kinds of things to unconsciously continue to reinforce that image of myself. So we have these self-justifying behaviors. I learned that term, um, which really made so much sense that if I'm helpful and that's how I structure my identity, you know, the way I relate with myself, and then you ask me to do something that I just don't have time for or I don't really want to do it, but but D, you're a helpful person. You should say yes. You know, I can guilt myself right. into that. And the other piece, too, is that if I don't do something that I feel like should have been, I should have been more helpful, I can guilt myself later. And that can very, very insidiously perpetuate a self-critical inner conversation. You know, didn't do enough, should have done more. Why didn't you say this or do that? Right. right. Yeah. And then, and then it perpetuates this idea, I am not enough. On my own, I am not enough. Without being helpful, I am not enough. I was shocked. I'm also, like, surprised at where it shows up. I mean, I had a conversation the other day, and it was my dear friend's uh, birthday, and she was getting coffee. I said, tell him it's your birthday. She's like, oh, no, I'm not that kind of person. Mm. All of a sudden, I felt guilty that I was that kind of person. (laughs) And what does that mean? You know, maybe that means that, oh, I'm looking for something for nothing, and, uh, you know, Again, keeping you know, that guilt keeps me mm-hmm. in that place of, you know, you're I not enough. Just be quiet, <laughs> uh, you know, or you're not enough, or you're not worthy of that, or you don't deserve. Or maybe mm-hmm. as I was growing up too, I was taught, you know, you have to work hard and you have to work hard for everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing is free. You've got to pay the price. So of course, if I'm not working hard, I'm going to feel guilty because I don't deserve anything right. that I don't work hard for. Mm-hmm. So there was just this way that. Feeling guilty was perpetuating the story, this really deep, you know, unconscious story of not being enough. Mm-hmm. And when I have the, this revelation, like, oh, my God, I've been using guilt as a strategy, there was an instant freedom. Mm. Holy cow, I get to choose. Do I want to continue to bring guilt as a strategy into my life, into my everyday, into the way I make decisions, into the way I talk to people, into the things that, yes. you know, the actions I'm going to take, the thoughts I'm going to have. And then all of a sudden I was like, freedom. Yes. You know, I am free. I do deserve to be happy. And I do deserve to do my work in the world. And I do deserve Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, so empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, you know, it started with that awareness. And then you could see it everywhere. 
Yes, um, I can see it everywhere. I can see it in yeah. the smallest conversations, right. and I can see in the in the biggest decisions. Do I put myself? Do I put my hat in the ring for that talk? Right. You know, do I do I have this courageous conversation with my business partner? Do I do I write that book? Mm. I you know this this guilt is a it is insidious as you mentioned, and you know for me it was like chronic. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can relate to that too. I think that unfortunately is a fairly common experience, mm-hmm. um, and something that occurs, I think, maybe often, is when you became aware of how it was showing up everywhere. I think we can very easily feel guilty about that, too. You know, like when we're caught, like you knew, you saw in that moment, it was like the light bulb. You needed to go, whoa, I have a choice, right? And sometimes, maybe before we're quite there, we can just feel guilty that we've been feeling guilty about everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, what, 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 and I'll, I, you know, the bottom line for me, like the revelation was I have been using guilt as a way to separate me from myself, mm-hmm. my highest self, my best self, because maybe I didn't think I was worthy of that. And in keeping me separate from my highest self and my best self, I've kept myself separate from the world, you know, as, as who I truly from am. Being fully from being fully expressed, yeah. right, and fully integrated. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can actually make it, you know, take a stand and say, yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore. And then let's just see what happens in life. You know, there might be some relationships that have depended on my ability to feel guilty. There may be some things that I no longer do or that I start doing as a result of of not feeling obligated Mm -hmm. or guilty or bad. It's very, very empowering to know that as I choose a different strategy, that I am going to be, you know, making decisions from a place of feeling free and being more truthful. Yeah, you know, to myself, in my relationship with myself, and in my relationship with with everybody else. Everybody else. This is making me think of the episode a couple episodes ago. Naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. It's a way of seeing others, but it's also a way of seeing ourselves. And I don't remember exactly what we said there, but there was something about when I believe in that. You know, when I believe that I am naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. It was. Oh, I remember what it was. There was a story I shared near the end about actually my husband on his work team. But anyway, like he as the leader, they were in a tough situation. He needed to like go up on the mountain and like call them up, like lead by pulling them up to where he wanted them to be instead of continuing to like push them from the, like help them to believe in themselves, be set free from whatever the mindsets were that were keeping them caught in um, repeating some of the patterns that they were repeating. And I think that same idea applies here that we can do that for ourselves when we become aware. And, and I, well, I guess maybe what I'm seeing is a little bit different than that. It's when we don't do that, when we stay caught in that pattern of using guilt as a strategy to keep ourselves separate, to keep ourselves quiet or small, we're, we are losing and the world is losing like that great purpose that we're each here for, Mm -hmm. you know? So when I, can stand on the mountain in my own life and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm here for. You know, I believe in me. It may, you know, the people that there's some old expression that we we can't take a step forward without disturbing something, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes that journey, I'm saying up because it is like an elevation. On that journey up, we are disturbing things. And like you said, you know, there may be some people in your life who count on you to, you know, they relate you guys have a dynamic. There's a dance that we right. all get stuck in. So as we 
become aware and begin to shift our inner conversation and maybe even make changes to the choices I've been making or the decisions I've been making, some of that stuff may come at a, quote, cost, you know, meaning we may be disturbing something that's been in place. Right, right. Could you imagine if you walk through life and you think to yourself, I don't need you to approve of me? Right. I mean, what, you know, what would be different if you didn't need the approval of, you know, someone else that you've been, and, you know, I think. That's a great question to pose, yeah. And I think culturally, we have been taught to stay in line, right. you know, and not get out of Fit line. Fit in, stay in the right, mold. Right, right. Who do you think yeah. you are? But seriously, look around. Nothing comes from that, staying in our comfort That's, zone. Any that is steps forward, innovation, anything right. comes when somebody breaks the mold, yeah. you know. And I think one other thing that I was thinking about in terms of no longer using guilt as a strategy, I actually do need to go into my past and say, okay, the things that I have done that I have felt guilty about, the person who made those decisions is no longer who I am. Yeah. And I need to forgive her and, you know, forgive that part of me that made those decisions and give her the unconditional, give that part of me the unconditional love, you know, and, and moving forward. I right. can't bring that guilt into into the new. Right. So I think forgiveness is a real. It is. Yeah. A real part of, of you know, breaking the chain of using um, guilt as a strategy. Right. So what you just said about. Like, you're going to go and meet that part of you right where she is. You're going to go into your past and, and find her. But then it's it's like that same metaphor of I'm standing up here and I'm going to go down and meet you and I'm going to be with you. And we're mm-hmm. going to together journey through the forgiveness and whatever else we need to do to be reunited, mm-hmm. you know, to be whole. Yeah. And I think that there's a phrase that popped up for me as you were talking earlier that things, you know, happen it has to be hard. I have to work for it. I, you know, grace and ease. Yes. Grace and ease. Like, I know that's a mindset that I've heard you and I both just say out loud to ourselves, mm-hmm. like, this is going to happen with grace and ease. So it's it's like a counter to when we hear ourselves saying, oh, this is going to be hard. Right. Wait, no. Press pause. It, what if it could just happen with grace and ease instead mm-hmm. of being hard? Which would I rather? You know, so it's that choice. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I remember when I was doing work with uh, another business partner of mine and we would be doing this work and she would be doing what she loved and I didn't particularly care to do. And I would be doing what I loved and not what she anything yeah. she wanted to do. And it was so easy and it was so graceful. And we were earning really amazing money. And I remember feeling guilty. <laughs> <laughs> because I had this idea hard. that it was supposed to mm-hmm. be hard. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're using guilt yeah. as a strategy, it just really holds you back from the flow, mm. right? From from unity, from being in right relationship, and from the flow that life is, you know, yeah. is offering. That's really incredible. As you said that, I could think, too, of a few things just in the last couple weeks, maybe a couple months, that have just happened so gracefully and easily. and. I stop and I go, okay, wait a minute. Did I miss something? Why was this so, this shouldn't be that easy. Right. right? Something must be wrong. And I just, I wonder, I'll say this to you and myself and also to anyone listening, you know, just, just listen for that within yourself. Like when something, when it goes the way you wanted it to go and it just kind of happened, you know, like that's great. And just notice the inner conversation there. Do we, I don't, you know, because I still tend to go to, like, okay, that was too easy. Right. What's going to happen? Uh, right. You know, like exactly. The other. And yeah. I think, too, like, you know, the the big, big, big reason for to really start looking at why I can eliminate guilt as a strategy moving forward is that 
the most important relationship that I can have is the one with my highest self, you know, my best self. And that's like oil and water. Like to get feeling guilty and best relationship, they just don't mix. Right. I I was just it was a revelation for me. Mm. I feel really compelled and called forth nice. to change the strategy that I have been using and to recognize that that guilt can retire. Yay. Yay. And so I think what I would love to do in the show notes or in the worksheet is Let's put a little reflection exercise out there, you know, the questions that we can ask ourselves to find out, to look and find out where, if it is at all, but where is guilt and obligation showing up in the way I work with myself Mm -hmm. as a strategy in my relationships, whether that be relationship with me or with others. So to look for it and then as we become aware of it to shift that that dialogue, shift the wording. Exactly. And I think also just culturally, you know, many um, organized religions you know, are kind of embedded, you know, guilt is kind of embedded in there. And so to change, you know, from a from a standpoint of I would feel guilty that I wouldn't be going to church or I might feel guilty if I didn't serve my neighbor. And so, you know, how do we look, how do we look at that and shift the way we're thinking about attending you know, right. church or going or, or serving, or serving neighbor. our neighbor. I'm doing this because I want to. Because it's I want a choice to. for me. Right. It connects right. me it with me. Good. It connects me with God. And in the and giving. I, yeah. Right. In yeah. the giving is true receiving. So I think I think this is going to be applicable yeah. across all it lines. Is. And I think that when we look there, and this may not happen in the choice to serve your neighbor, but if there's something that we find that I can say um, that I may be feeling guilty about, and as I just said, wait, I'm doing this because I want to do it. If we find something that we realize, wait, I'm doing this, but I don't really want to be doing this. This is not serving me, serving God, serving my neighbor. Then the conversation is, you know, okay, what do I need to make different here in order to be in right relationship again? Yeah, because if it's not mine to do, it'll be somebody else's to to do. do. I don't want to give out of obligation. I want to give out of the loving, you know, out of of the kindness of what's true for me. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be really great to to do that reflection exercise from the show notes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put that and together. I really hope that people, if this resonates for you, please share this episode. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and wherever you listen to podcasts. And we will be sure to bring you some other amazing topics. Mm-hmm. Causing um, you to rethink. That's right. Yeah. Rethink. All right. Next time. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com, and we'll see you next time.